Welcome back to the Fortway Podcast. Today we are continuing our series on the Sermon on the Mount. As a reminder, the format is that I will be reading a sonnet which I wrote as a part of my children's compilation, then expound on the poem and discuss. The sixth sonnet I wrote is represented by the gem Diamond, and it covers Matthew 5:33 through 37 on oaths, as well as Matthew 5, uh, 7, 1 through 5 on judging others and pearls before swine. Diamonds are said to be used by Jewish high priests to aid in judging truth and falsehood, and one of the most complex poems I wrote uh, is Diamonds. So for a full meaning, please check out the comments uh, in the show notes. On ancient day upon which Adam fell, tears of fallen gods rained down like diamonds. Their laughter deigned to men unto flood swell, a flash of wrath against sounding sirens. Harsh judgment once befell those rebellious, save for those who had faith in ark of wood. Same salvation holds true for those today who hearken faith him who in their place stood. But warnings stand for those refusing Beck, those who do not confess all they've done wrong, for they who seek to judge another speck will fail to rise and meet perfection's slog. Let words spoken be as soft as they're true, or mosey to judgment your fate to hew. There are two double meanings uh, in in uh, the line here in the first stanza. First, Adam fell on an ancient day in the sense that he fell a long time ago. However, it also means that he dashed his foot or came up against the Ancient of Days, which is another name for God. His offense occurred long ago, and it was an offense against the Ancient of Days. The other double meaning lies in Adam. Adam literally means Adam, right, the man, but it is also a reference to diamond, which gets its name from the Greek Adamas, um, meaning invincible. The second meaning gives the first line an ironic twist in that our Adam was far from being Adam, invincible, right? Um, Even that which appears invincible cannot stand against the Ancient of Days or against God. The Greeks believed that, that diamonds were tears of the gods, and Romans believed that they came from falling stars. I hit on both of those concepts in this line. Um, using a divine counsel motif, if you're familiar with Michael Heiser, which understands the, the multiple uses of the plural Elohim in the Old Testament to be referring to a divine council of beings. Um, so I, I here refer to the gods, plural. When Adam fell, the gods wept. Some, those who followed God, wept for sadness, but here I talk about the fallen gods, right? The, the demons or uh, whatever they were, the fallen angels. They, uh, these are the ones who followed Satan in rebellion and were rooting for humanity's demise. In the ancient world, stars were thought to be divine beings. And some argue that in certain places in Scripture where we see the stars falling, it's a reference to fallen angels because they used to think that the stars were angels. Whether that's true or not, it is a commonly held belief, and I'm just running with it here, though it's it's not necessarily you know, supported in the Bible. So in this sense, the tears of the gods cover Greek thought on diamonds, and the fallen gods, or the, the fallen stars metaphorically, 
cover the Roman conception of diamonds, as well as certain Jewish and Christian streams of thought. Um, one might ask in line three why the fallen gods would, would cry over Adam's fall. And here we see that there are tears of laughter, not sadness. This evil laughter continues until the time of Noah, as the demonic, uh, demonically corrupted humanity um, is there uh, in Genesis 6. And eventually, God withdrew his protection because the world was so out of control, and the waters of the deep once again encroached on the earth. The flash here is meant to trigger back to the, to the word flood, as the flood suddenly came upon people. We also get a glimpse of this with the Gospels, um, in the Gospels where Jesus talks about the judgment being like the day of Noah, where one is suddenly taken with an, while another is left. Uh, so that kind of gives you this idea of this flash flood. And sirens uh, refers to uh, the wrath that is coming against, uh, against the, the people there, right? Um, but it's also the siren's call. Right, the the call of the demonic who enticed humanity from Adam onward. Um, so it's a it's a word talking about God's judgment as well. Whew. That is just the first stanza. So rather than than kind of go through all of those stanzas, I'm gonna give you a really brief summary and you can you can finish um, checking out the meaning. Essentially, what, what we see set up in, in the beginning stanza is that uh, we see the fall of humanity. We see that humanity did not enact uh, the world that God wanted them to, and so they fell into judgment, um, which, which means that we don't really have grounds to judge another uh, because we are, we are all in the same boat here, or need to be in the same boat, the same ark, to escape this flood of judgment, uh, of, of sin and imperfection. And so uh, there is no room for judgment. And what we need to do is we need to get into the ark, which is Jesus Christ, and we need to be praying for God's kingdom to come. We need to pray that the world would be made as he intended it, where we can live in line with our natures and we can live without sin. And that is, is the, the general gist of this poem. I would point out one other, one other thing that uh, if you don't read, you won't get this, but I like it, so I want to point it out. But if you look at the, the final couplet, right, let words spoken be as soft as they're true, or mosey to judgment, your fate to hew. Uh, there, there are some uh, like geology uh, concepts in there that kind of go back to diamond, right? Being soft, even though diamonds are the the hardest thing on the Mohs scale, the Mohs hardness scale, and your fate to hew. Hewing is a term for cutting out rocks and stuff. Anyway, um, it, the poem is is kind of filled with with those sorts of things, with lots of um, double entendres and triple entendres and stuff. And um, there's a lot more meaning to it, which I challenge you to unpack. So. That's all for now. So peace, and because I'm a pacifist, and I say it, I mean it.